Hi, I'm Scott. I'm Seth. I'm Texas Dave. And I'm Bucky Lassick. And we are track walking and actually recording this time. And I nailed. still nailed that intro. That's amazing. <laughs> so tonight, aside from using the new recording board, which Scott 100% knows how to use and doesn't make mistakes on, nope. we have Texas Dave and Bucky Lassick. And I'm going to do like 10 second intros. And then you guys can tell me all the things I said wrong and go from there. So Texas Dave uh, did some rally stuff. He drove fast Evos up Pikes Peak. He owns and runs a rally school. Uh, Bucky Lassick did some skateboard things with flippy doos. Somehow got into cars and hangs out with Dave for reasons unknown. This is yeah. This is the worst introduction. It, this is the worst <laughs> introduction you two have ever gotten. That was it. Done and dusted. All right, guys, it's been awesome. Thanks for having us on. <laughs> that was so good. I mean, the two things I would say that are the highlights are that you didn't try to pronounce my last name and that you didn't call him Bucky Lasik as if he invented eye surgery. <laughs> so these are good things. We're off to a good start. I stay away from last names. I'm on a first name basis with things. Seth That's is trying to make up for my mediocrity earlier, so. Yeah. Mediocrity? <laughs> oh, man. No. Fancy. No. <laughs> So Scott knows these two yahoos as well because Dave and Bucky just did One Lap of America. Um, and I think the entire world is wondering why. Why did you do that? Why did you hold hands? better things to do. Why did you hold hands with me at 85 miles an hour going down the highway? Highlight of the entire trip by far. Yeah. By far. Yeah. Was just 85 miles an hour down the highway, reaching out, touching the hand of a fine young gentleman in a mostly ruined Miata. Uh, <laughs> inches away from death and also inches Perfect. away from traffic. So that yeah. was that was amazing. Yeah. Good time. Why did we do that? Photo. Yeah. For, for one photo? One photo. <laughs> no, why did we do the trip? Why did we go on one lap of America? Oh. It's a long lap. It was we were invited. Yeah. And we wanted to participate. <laughs> I mean, that is accurate. We were invited and we did want to participate. Um, Bucky and I have been putting together a program at, at Lassic Rally Sport, which is sort of the evolution of uh, the sort of last phase of, of Rally Ready Driving School, which is my business that sort of was left unfulfilled. And that's the arrive and drive portion of the business. We've at our rally school um done something I'm really proud of here in, in sort of fostering and curating an environment where anybody can come with any ex level of experience and any level of interest in the sport, come to any level of training from experiential all the way up to private training and private coaching, can buy a membership, join us here at the Rally Ranch every week. And then if they want to make the next stage, uh, pardon the pun, up to, you know, racing in a rally car, I've done arrive and drive stuff in the past and wanted to sort of re reintegrate that into the core of our business. Uh, so I partnered up with Bucky, figured it'd be a good chance to get him back in a car. And that's sort of where Lassic Rally Sport came from. And so we started working together on that last year and have been kind of figuring out what that direction looks like as my business is growing a lot and there's a lot of opportunities coming up for Bucky. So when Yokohama reached out to Bucky and said, hey, we've got a Subaru, we'd love to run one lap of America. Um, so pick a co-driver and hit the road. He, I guess he forgot how bad I smell, so he invited me. I forgot how bad he was with directions. You know I what? I mind the smell, but I don't like, need that. 
yeah. kind of negativity in my life. Thank you for Google Maps. Jesus Christ. Well, you know, everybody's got to be good at something, and it's not it's not navigating for yeah, me. Yeah, so thankfully, Yokohama reached out, and with my relationship that I have with Subaru, they offered us an S209, which is probably one of the best cars you can have for an event like this where you're traveling about 4,000 miles on, yeah. you know, in transit, yep. and then, like, also hitting various different tracks and different driving you know situations so it was it was kind of a perfect mix and you had in texas dave and you know it's magical it was a good time for sure now this this subaru this s209 you know i've i remember when they came out in japan and this particular one doesn't exist yeah, no. it ain't it ain't real. I synced on the numbers that said nope. It's a, that car's a G host yep. out there. Wonder that's a ghost car. Yep, that's it. Yep. It was a uh, pre-production manufacturer development car. So it's seen it had seen a lot of abuse. Well, I, you know, a lot of journalist miles. We'll say um, you can just infer what you want from there. But yeah. uh, so we yeah we got it with a lot of journalist miles on it, and it uh, yeah it'd been through the ringer before we ever touched it um and we're known for being really kind to equipment so that was that was fine uh but i think what what was really special about it for us is like it's the pinnacle of of all of subaru's road car engineering and and for an event like this like bucky said it's so much fun because as car enthusiasts you know we love to like get a rad car like an sti or a evo or corvette or a miata or whatever seth is into amg minivans and we love to like figure out what kind of cool I mean, you know, whatever creams you corn, brother. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're into things. It's yeah, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> we're tiny motorcycles now. Um but the you know, we like to like bolt stuff on and put an exhaust on it, and then oh we have to do a tune, and then we gotta do an intake, and then all we gotta do is suspension. And, you know, it's like this cascade effect of trying to build the car up to where it all functions cohesively at a certain level. And the S two oh nine is like the ultimate bolt on Subaru. It's got all the cool road car bolt on body bits, you know, fender flares and canards, it's got a cool wing. It's a cool special paint code. It's got all the rad stuff, but it's all designed and engineered by a team of people trying to build the perfect road car. So getting in a car that's just so comfortable, compliant, and easy to drive, and then uh, not having to worry about learning the car and just getting right out on all these tracks that we have never been to, it really was. like Especially for us, it was the perfect car uh, and a ton of fun. Did your Miata have Bluetooth? Actually, yes, it does. Oh, wow. Mm. Bluetooth did have a dash. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No dashboard. No. But a Bluetooth speaker. We we actually have a a Bluetooth um, transmitter that we plug into our phone and it transmits to two separate headsets so we can listen to the same thing and pretend like we're in the same car together. Yeah, but it's basically a radio. Yeah. But it is but is there intercom? Yeah. So you can no. just listen to music together, but yes. there's no feedback on the there's, music. There's no conversing. So this this means, uh, is there a cop coming? Uh, this means, fe- feed me. I'm hangry. Um, For our listeners at home, he's making horribly obscene gestures at each of these things. Yep. Um, he really is. Yeah, this, mean, this means I need to go to the bathroom. Um, I love you. Yeah. So I kind of wondered how Scott and Becky didn't get sick of each other, and it's really that they don't talk to each other for a week. It's brilliant. I mean, yeah, that that's not a bad plan, actually. Yeah, nip that right in the bud. You know what I'm saying, man? It's it's so miserable. 
Now, the first thing you guys had to do in the parking lot of the Waterford Hotel was get hotel is generous. Yeah, is <laughs> yeah. like get five people in the trunk in the back seat of this thing, get a jack handle and <laughs> roll the rear fenders of this super special car that doesn't exist. Okay, and become the most hated people ever. <laughs> oh yeah, that did not go people well. Subaru enthusiast. To be clear, it was a 30-inch galvanized pipe from Lowe's because nobody trusted us with their jack handle, <laughs> reasonably so. Uh, and it worked exceptionally well. That was all Bucky. It hey, was- hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. My my YouTube video definitely shows that it was all me with all the dislikes. It was, yeah, it was all your ingenuity and talent <laughs> that got that done. It was your extensive uh, background as a body man. My most hated video to date. I love it. Gosh. So good. We knew going in that yeah. was going to happen. Yeah, we knew. <laughs> I tried to get you to do it. Yeah, no, uh-uh. that was on you, Doug. I did the bouncing and singing of the Beverly Hills Cop theme song, really so that part I enjoyed. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, we like, kicked off with bang for sure. Yeah, it's like as you guys were doing this, like I was looking like in the background, in the back seat, and in the trunk, like all these one lap veterans just like sitting there, just looking disgusted. It was great, dude. It was great, and and it's. I mean, I think it was that day was wonderful because we we like pull in again. Can't stress to you enough how little we know about one lap, other than I'm like I don't know. People like Seth and and Freeze like to do it, so it must be weird and terrible. <laughs> Uh, and I don't know much else about it. And so I pull in and we're like driving through the parking lot. We're looking around and I was like, is one lap just the intersection of like autocross guys, craft beer guys and model train guys. And then, uh, oh my God, Breeze is like, <laughs> he's like, oh my God, that's all he is. <laughs> I, I told Freeze that, and he was like, oh, my God, that's the piece that's been missing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then Howard rolls in, and I was like, that guy has a four-mile HO model train set in his basement and also 40 grand worth of liquor, for sure. And yes. It more so, Probably more in maple syrup than he does in bourbon. I'm into that. That I'm I'm here for that. So, you know, we're like, we're, we're just post-rolling the fenders on this uh, irreplaceable car that is going to meet a meet the end of its life in a crusher. Uh, and and then you roll in and Freeze is like, oh, have you met Scott? And you you turn around and you're just like looking right through me like, hello, I'm Scott. And I'm like, wow, this man has had a much more intense week than we have. <laughs> We've had a lot of sleep. And he's like, this is the side of my car. It's ruined. I just found out that this car will move. Maybe I have work to do. And we're like, wow, this is intense. <laughs> Uh, and yeah. then it was, and, and then I put my cape up and I'll return. That was pretty much it. Yeah. And it was interesting because you're, I feel like you're like, your morale improved throughout the week. Every time I see you, yeah. you're like happier and happier. Cause the car yes. was still running. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, did you guys know the story like leading up to the one lap for us? No, not until, not until you told me in the parking okay. lot and I was like, Ooh, yeah. Yeah, we, we, we literally pulled in. The first thing I did was like lift hug Brian because he's a fantastic human being. And I was like, it's great to see you. Please hold. I need to figure out which car we're going to be taking for this stupid thing we're about to leave for. <laughs> yeah. As a, uh, yeah, the first few days were intense. After like day three, it just like, yeah, you just, you're tired, but it's like, whatever. <laughs> It's either going to continue working or it's not. Either way, you're far from home and it's going to be inconvenient. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, yeah. so you guys came into it not really knowing anything about anything. 
have no, have you guys okay. been to any of the tracks that we hit? Uh, yes. I went to Summit. I used to drive Summit Raceway. That was actually the first track event I went to ever oh, in my awesome. personal car. And I did a couple classes there. When you were like 18? When I literally was like 18. I'm yeah. 48 now. So track kind of was the same, but totally different yeah. as far as speed and driving yeah. style. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. Uh, that was where else that's that's about it huh we, and we yeah, shared a we shared a oh, moment at Nola. summit I drove i drove nola once as well in a brz okay yeah and we shared a moment at uh summit when our session got red flagged yeah yeah, and we, uh, yeah i had a little bit of an off <laughs> yeah but he partied real hard i don't think that's made the that hasn't made the um no. the blooper reel yet but no that was no on your cool down one. lab yeah, no breaks into turn one on the cooldown lap. Well, that's what we're, we're hearing cooldown lap, huh? Yeah, we're hearing cooldown lap. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's Cap- a consensus. I became Captain Cooldown, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, that's definitely his nickname now. Yeah, he comes in and he's like, we're watching the laps. And I'm like, man, that feels like a lot. Like, why is everybody else back here? And then he's not. Like, that's confusing. And then he pulls in and the whole side of the car. I'm like, did you did you go to the rally course before you came back in? I don't understand. Yes. He's like, man, no breaks into one. And I was like, no breaks into one what and i'm like i none of it adds up and i'm super confused and then one of the toyota boys is like man bucky's really partying on the cooldown lap huh and i was like there it is there's there's the missing piece of information <laughs> hey i checked the video i there was no checkered flag waved so i was like okay i'm going deeper into the turn one i believe you nope yeah yeah because I, was, I went really deep because i was behind you and all of a sudden like halfway down the straight i just see this huge puff of like dirt and sand and whatever else was down there and i'm like bucky was right in front of me i may be seeing bucky in a wall by the time i get down there and sure enough i go down there nothing in sight but that was a big cloud dude no i don't know i was probably doing like a buck 10 between a buck 10 buck 15 hit the brakes no brakes was in base i was i was well in the braking zone too because i was going deep I literally had nothing, and I just turned in on the apex, put my front right tires on the inside of the grass of the apex, and pitched the car sideways because if I would have went any straighter, I would have been into the wall. Yeah. So yeah. I just kept my eyes on the trees and just got it sideways. The good trees, and, and not the other trees. <laughs> well, the trees, not because it was gravel yeah. wall, and then it was like on the outside of the grass travel wall there was brush and trees so i just kept my eyes in into the pointed towards trees and just stayed in it yeah yeah and the that footage wall is, like fell away just as you were passing so it's like had that wall continued you you would have touched it yep yeah the uh uh you know there's that it's tough to be to be like a professional athlete in bucky's shoes coming from a really successful career in skateboarding and do anything in race cars because you're constantly fighting the fact that everybody's like Oh, it's the skateboarder. And you're like, I'm, yeah, I'm that, but also race car driver. If you watch the footage of, of Bucky uh, chucking that thing into turn one, it's very like, got it, race car driver. Because yeah. I watched it. It was like, Phew, nope, I wouldn't have saved it. And, you know, Robert Thorne watched it. He's like, nope, wouldn't have saved it. A lot of people watched it and were like, nope, wouldn't have saved it. That was very much like, a, you know, uh, yeah. if you spend enough time playing bumper cars with with Austin Dine and GRC, you develop some pretty remarkable reflexes. And I was like, whew. Yeah, you passed the race car driver uh, alligator mouth skateboarder uh, test on that one. 
That was pretty gnarly. So you guys have done like rally stuff and whatnot. So was there any events that you were most and least looking forward to? Because like we get to do skid pads, which generally speaking, nobody has ever done until they've done the one lap. We've got autocross. We've got a drag strip, which, you know, kind of got canceled because of rain and, and stuff. But, um, yeah, favorite events that you were looking forward to and not looking forward to. I didn't really have any, uh, emotional investment in any of it coming into it. I just sort of looked at it all. Like I didn't look at any of the individual events. I was just like, yeah, cool. We're doing all these things. And then we're driving a whole lot between it for whatever reason. I guess people think this is a good idea. Um, but I, I will say like, you know, obviously we do skid pads here at the rally school on loose services. And I've spent a lot of time actually doing skid pads testing at, at Pike's peak, setting up our car, you know, back long time ago. Um, I definitely was not looking forward to those, gave them both to Bucky. And then there was autocross was like, Nope, did one of those once. And Nope, I'm good. I don't need to do that again. So I definitely made sure he did that. Yeah. It was rude <laughs> as fuck. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was looking forward to Eagles Canyon just because I've never been there, and it's somewhat of a close enough track that if I enjoy it, I can go back, um, which I really enjoyed except for the fact that I forgot on a 90-something degree day, and you have a top-mount intercooled car. If it says water spray, you should you should push the buttons. You should spray water on it. Otherwise, I think it's real hot, and it pulls all the timing, and you're going 95 down the back straight. So, um yeah, I, I did. I loved I loved Eagles Canyon. I was like, all right, let's do this proper next time and bring something else that goes faster because I can follow instructions. Yeah, uh, yeah. Eagles Canyon was was cool, but yeah, it was hot. Yeah, yeah. How, how was the cool. air conditioning? The air I, conditioning. Everybody liked the air conditioning part of that. I definitely forgot to take the AC off at least in one session of my time. Me too, actually. Yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> New Orleans. Yeah, I might have forgotten to do that. Oh, Turn the radio off, though. Yeah, I muted it. I was It was Shania Twain. I was, I was jamming out, and I was like, you know what? I can't have this right now, Shania. I got shift points to worry about. These are, <laughs> these are not problems I understand. Yeah. I, re- I really dug, what was it, uh, AMS? AMP. AMP. Yeah. BMP, that yeah. track that was, was good. You guys want to just get out of here and go uh, hit up AMP? Yes. Real quick? All right, cool. I'll see you there. Yeah. <laughs> How long? It would take 19 hours or something from here? I don't know. Yeah, it would be a solid 12, 14 for us. Probably not far off from what it is for us. That sounds like a good race. Okay. Well, yes. Oh, crap. No, let's see, do it. no, no, because currently my oil pan is sitting on top of my steering rack, and that's not supposed to be a thing that happens. Typical race car stuff. That ain't where that's supposed to be. Why is it there? What happened? Uh, well, when you have an exhaust leak that opens up right next to your motor mount, it melts your motor mount, and then your engine sags. Um, yeah. <laughs> Saggy it's engine. Got saggy they engine. got a saggy engine. Oh, dang. Hey, man, I remember. I, they used, that's what they called me in high school, man. Old saggy engines. Here it comes. Old saggy. Yeah. yeah this guy's going through all the regular ways to break a car, so he's creating new yeah. uh, creative ways to break a car yeah. that he has to explain to people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We caught it a Hyundai Accent on fire like 32 times when we first started the rally school, and we just kept being like, man, why does it keep catching on fire? And then we were like, oh, because we uh, an engine mount went bad, and then 
somebody kept running the car until it snapped the mount off of the transmission. Then the transmission dropped down and it was just on the axle, which was then basically being held together with just the flex pipe on the, the Chinese header. Uh-huh. That started to tear, started blowing exhaust on the um, O2 sensor. And then the CV boot tore, flung axle grease around. Then eventually the sensor caught on fire. Those flames caught the grease on fire and just kept catching everything on fire. And somehow my um, just remarkably high caliber team of mechanics, also known as like that one high school friend that I had that was like, yeah, whatever, I'll come turn wrench for the weekend. Couldn't seem to identify the problem until I climbed under it. And I was like, well, I can I can definitely trace this back. Yep, st- okay, and then that, and then there, and then that went to that. And then yep. this is a Rube Goldberg shit show is what happened yeah. here. Yeah, really, was- uh, really Sherlock Holmes, that one. <laughs> Yeah, I well, you know, my monocle and my fancy hat and all. So, if I recall, it still drove okay. Drove fantastic. We just so we we wouldn't we had a corporate event every year that would bring us this like you know engine treatment. It's called TX7. It's coming called Polydyne, and they would just give us like here you go. Here's a vat of um, ah uh, man. Uh, I'm gonna put it politely since we're not gonna edit this one, but they're just um, one quart jugs of white goo. And so we referred to them as something very specific. We were like, pass me a quart of, <clears throat> and uh, we, instead of, as, the, as it would like leak and burn oil, we wouldn't replace it with oil. We would just replace it with, <clears throat> and so eventually the car was exclusively running on Lucas corn syrup, a oil stabilizer, and however many quarts of, <clears throat> and it functioned for like, I don't know, a good year, year and a half Jesus. like that with like some Amazon engine mounts that we you know, butter welded back to the transmission and then full of this white creamy goo. So smell like bleach, huh? (laughs) (laughs) It's not dumb if it works. Yeah. Hey, whatever creams your corn, am I right? So what's the, what's the most surprisingly cool car you guys have had around the rally school? Oh man. Surprise. I mean, I don't know if, I don't know if it gets a whole lot better than that as far as like in the fleet. That car was the car's legendary. Uh thirteen inch tires for life. Nice. It was just good. Like driving it was good. It really it like, like every all every bit of the dynamics of a two thousand four Hyundai accent was like very rewarding. Like it was the right power to weight ratio. It handled remarkably well. You're like, yeah, that's exceptionally good, like compliant, linear easy to handle steering it was super predictable like the brakes were really balanced you turn into a corner you'd add a little brake the back would rotate around you're like yeah this is what driving a front wheel drive rally car is supposed to be like just it was beautiful and you looked at it and you're like well that's tragic but <laughs> to be inside of it yeah, to be, if you're driving yeah. it you don't have to see what it looks like yeah i think that was i think that was actually the motto for the pontiac aztec if you drive it you don't have to see what it looks like pontiac aztec <laughs> Uh, so at what point did you guys realize on the one lap of America that you had made a terrible mistake in attending the one when lap I of America? Dave. <laughs> yeah, the one. When I invited Dave <laughs> and his two friends to be in the back of the car the entire trip. Yeah. Oh. It, was, it was bad. I don't know if we, I don't know if that's accurate coming from the guy who's, who's, <clears throat> um, seat cushion sounded like a Chuck Mangione concert the entire time. So, <laughs> It did not feel so good to be in a car with this dude. I promise. Oh. It was brutal. It was yeah. brutal. It's angry too. Like he has that, like the, <laughs> like the angry farts. Like it's not like, oh man, he farted. They're like, 
and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's like a, it's like a sixth grader trying like, to play a French horn for the first time and can't quite figure it out. Like, Off. yeah. Did you just pull over and say, like, if you have something to say to me, like, could you just use your words? No, it just, it's just windows constantly. You're just like, I don't care how hard it's raining. It's either that or it's one or the other. But I will say, it is definitely. It was violent and noise, but uh, but relatively peaceful in odor. So, um, honestly, though, like to to answer your your question, I don't. I think it was quite the opposite. We we uh, didn't really have any expectations other than like yeah, just to have fun. Um, I don't know. I don't really. We had a blast. I I mean, like it's. I wasn't prepared to not really have any trunk space. I think that was the biggest surprise when we opened up the trunk and it was like this full size spare and like, you know, tools. And it was like, hmm, four people in a sedan with no trunk. Nailed it. Yeah. So that was the only surprise, really. Yeah, I wasn't surprised. I I knew exactly when we when I when I was talking to Dwayne at Yokohama and we were initially I was like, hey, you know, in order for this to like be you know, we sort of talked about kind of what their expectations and needs were for it. And they had just come out with some new sizes of uh, the AO52 and some 19s. And they had one that that would fit the Subaru pretty well. Um, and their goal really was just, uh, I mean, not, mostly this is this was like the activation of the partnership with Bucky. It was the perfect event for Bucky, Subaru, Yokohama, Tire Rack, who all have a pretty strong partnership. Um, but But again, even more than that, it was you know, <clears throat> as anybody who competes there knows, everybody sort of looks at AO52s and is like, good luck. Uh, have, have fun. Uh, and so we we're like, oh, I don't know. So, yeah, okay, cool. But thanks. it's fun. Like, yeah, I was like, yeah, thanks. You too. Don't hit any alligators. Oh, whoops. Um, <laughs> but the, so we're like, yeah, I don't know. Everybody's like, oof, that's, that's going to be ambitious. Not only did they obviously like work incredibly well at every track, but the rain between when we last saw each other at Tommy's Express car wash outside of whatever town in Louisiana and Atlanta was, I genuinely think I can't over, like, I don't think I'm overstating when I say biblical. Like we, that was two of every animal that's hit the road boys. Yeah. We had to stop. There was, that was the first uh, transit we've ever had where we've had to stop because of weather. And we were, we were the opposite. We dropped a gear and we were like, wow, this works well. The faster you go, the better it works. And I like, it uh, it really I like I looked at those tires and I was like cool got it so as long as it doesn't rain you know and we don't overdrive these will be great but if it, if there's you know a half of a, a diet cherry Dr Pepper on the track we're hosed and uh, really we hit the rain I was like wait what we kind of looked at each other like but for real yeah. so that was super fun and then obviously the performance on those things is just absurd uh, and really honestly only got better for us even um, throughout the, the week so the tire and the car were incredible uh, but the biggest thing for, for Yokohama is I was like, if we're going to do this, we need to do it right. And we need to actually activate some proper media. So I invited our team, um, our couple of media folks here. And so we knew going into it that it was, it was going to be a squeeze. Yeah. And we, uh, yeah, we pared down like three or four times before we ever left, uh, the ranch and showed up and it was still like, you know, uh, the front half of a Greyhound worth of cargo. It was like our, our bags were like the shape of the Subaru next to it. Yep. And then we just sort of slowly nested them in there. Yeah, I remember seeing you guys pull up to one of the tr- tracks earlier on. And the last thing I saw was pulling out your full-size spare and just trying to figure out, like, y'all didn't bring toothbrushes. You guys didn't have an extra pair of shoes. Like, <laughs> That's accurate. <laughs> you, on the you shoes. guys were like, 
you were on the boat of like having to just throw away clothes and just buy them new as you needed to. Oh, even better. We roll. So like we, we got down to that level and we packed like, I mean, truly I didn't bring a second pair of shoes. I didn't even bring race shoes. I just wore the thinnest, lightest sneakers I had and was like, yeah, that'll work for the week. Uh, then we roll up and Dwayne's like, here you go. And hands us these giant oh. Yokohama duffel bags full of gear. And we're like, right, 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 right. That makes sense. Yep, 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 cool, 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 okay, cool, cool, okay, cool, okay. cool. So, yeah, the teacher skills got dialed. So that's sure. why you guys were wearing your helmets the entire trip. <laughs> yeah, that's mostly because we're special and uh, also because I'm not allowed in uh, in Mississippi. So. There was times when we were so lazy that we wouldn't even take, like, we'd have the back window of the car so packed up with stuff. And we'd be running on the track or just, <laughs> just stuff. That's oh, right. getting dust flying. Yeah, who's, uh, whose skateboard was in the back of the car on track? That was mine. You put it in the trunk when yeah, I when I went out, right. and I was like, "What is that clunking?" Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought the sway bar came undone or something. That's on me, dog. That's on me. Yeah, I did that with a helmet at Road America one time. It was raining, Ooh. and so we sort of like packed everything. We unpacked it and then repacked it to keep it out of the rain, and then unpacked everything. And I went out on the sighting lap. This was in my Accord. I go out on the sighting lap and I go to hit the brakes, sort of like hard to make sure everything's good, and I have a helmet. It comes from the trunk, the back of the trunk, all the way up between the front seats, slams into the dash, falls in the passenger seat footwell. And I was like, all right, so that's how we're going to drive around the track today. And I was just like, okay, could have been worse. And I did my whole three laps with a helmet going thunk, 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 thunk hoping it wasn't going to jump into my footwell and kill me. So uh, that Nailed happens. It. Yeah, this, you know, I mean, it was like, Every track, we'd, like, get all the essentials out, and then just sort of over time, we'd, like, open the door and be like, I guess we probably don't need the, like, half a cheeseburger from yesterday. We'll take that out, too, maybe. And there, there was at least two tracks that we went to pack everything, and I was like, oh, cool. We left the jack and spare all the tools. Like, at, like, 186 pounds worth of crap in the spare tire well. I was like, well, that might have been helpful. All right, whatever. So, so cheeseburger, Dave. You said cheeseburger. Um for years, you've sort of been making fun of Freeze for and I for our our one lap diet. How'd that go for no, you? No, that's just your diet. Period. That's not well, just no. I'm <laughs> no. I I cook food from scratch and eat salads. And when I have my children around, I'm a good person. Taco salad is not a salad, Seth. <laughs> yes, it is, Dave. I like this you know very it much. But. The I'm point is this. that I turn into a terrible person when I go on one lap, and I want to—I—I didn't follow along with your food adventures, well, and I need to know about them. Glad you asked because I'm <laughs> vegan and Bucky's gluten-free, so it was a great adventure. <laughs> it, it was really lovely. Uh, Those are really easy to accommodate uh, on on road food generally. Yeah, absolutely. It's just Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the intersection. Skittles. There's Skittles. We did taste the rainbow a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Subway is always easy because I'm like, hi, I'll take a large loaf of bread full of vegetables. <laughs> and they're like, do you want it like toasted? I'm like, no, I don't. And they're like, do you want cheese? I'm like, no, I don't. And like, do you want a hug? And I'm like, yeah, I'll have a, one of those. It'd be great. And like, what do you, what kind of sauces do you want? I'm like, I don't know, just some oil and vinegar, I guess. And they're like, is everything all right? I'm like, no, Dude, not like really. Blink What's twice funny? if you're doing this against your will. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That was pretty much it. I'm like, are those hugs gluten-free? <laughs> every single, every single if, one. If you've touched bread, I can't take a hug. I'm sorry. That's Yeah. 
He'd have he'd make me quarantine. He's like, you got to run around the car nine times before you get in after you eat, after you eat bread. Um, we actually, it wasn't really a struggle. I mean, like we would forget to eat sometimes. We, would just, we wouldn't eat. And but then that, we'd wake up and then we'd go to the track. So not only would we eat, we, we, we'd be running on an empty stomach. The rookie move for me is I, like when we go to Baja, I always take a jet boil, like a camping, you know, a little a stove and a bunch of backpackers pantry. And I did that on this trip, except I only brought the backpackers pantry and forgot the jet boil. So yep. I just had a bunch of camping meals under the seat, but no water boiled to, to pour over them. So that was good job. Yeah, I just had to burp in Bubby's, Buggy's face here real quick. I think the highlight of the trip is actually how many names Bucky got called. Because <laughs> his name is Bucky. His name is Charles, but his name is Bucky. So we got Charles on the, you know, on the plane ticket, and then you get Bucky. And then immediately Brock walks up, and he's like, I already met Buddy. And I was like, did you? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> and then we go to Starbucks. And they give the they give us our order. They're like, uh, oh, milk latte for Bubby. And we're like, yep. Bubby, who's Bubby? Bubby. Bubby. <laughs> this guy Bubby. apparently. Bubby. So yeah, we've got Bucky, Buddy, Bubby. Um, Biddy. And then, uh, Any biddies? Ooh. No, but I, I I get Becky. Yeah. His, like, his. What you thought I said, Becky? Yeah. His his daughters <laughs> did let us know that when he's being a bit moody, they like to call him Becky. So I bet that helps yeah. the mood. Really? Fire. <laughs> Ignited. Just, Just triggered. Rage. Especially when it comes from a kid or kids that do that. You're just like, really? Like coming from you, you call me Becky. Oh, they, yeah, they know triggered. exactly what they're doing. Oh, they're they're, yeah. they're your children. They're smart. <laughs> know exactly what they're doing. Oh, it's brilliant. So yeah, food was fun. Food is, I mean, you know, we got to go see my buddy at uh, Company Burger in New Orleans, uh, really rad burger joint there, which was cool. We did go to the coffee shop down the street and like, okay, we're ready to make the, the big haul to Atlanta. We'll take a large latte. And she's like, that has six shots of espresso in it. And I was like, yeah, it sure does. It sure does. Let's and I was like, yeah, I guess I'm driving. I'll take one. And then Bucky's like, I'll have one as well. And Kelly's like, I'll also have one. And I was like, wait, what? So, so no one's sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Chuck Mangione uh, trio in the backseat. So what no, the nobody cornet? slept on that transit. Oh, certainly no, not. No, definitely not. No, no, it was violent all the way there. That's <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> an accurate recreation of Bucky's digestive uh, conclusions. Just, dead just, silence. Just, ah! just dead silence. <laughs> For, for like a, and I, I can't stress to you enough the duration is staggering like how am I, how am I not seeing you like the, your they shrink your body should be shrinking it's like a balloon yeah, empty but it just keeps going yeah he's going. Bucky's and not a like, large dude like there's not that much room in there uh, you would think you would think like a one so. bedroom apartment yeah. lots of closet space I guess uh, it has pockets it just has pockets listen how many pockets it has uh, you're welcome for the caliber of content we're providing for your listeners. Really, really uh, killing it here. For track walking and fart jokes. Yeah, it's... not even jokes. They're just just fart <laughs> talking, <laughs> talking about them. Did you guys get to walk the track? Because by the time we actually showed up at the track, I think uh, 
It was closed. <laughs> <laughs> we did we did only skateboard the track. We did hustle sometimes and get it. How'd, how'd that go at AMP? <laughs> Skateboarding that thing. Oh, it was awesome. I started off the first couple turns with uh, Ross Bentley. And he basically... Just he just dusted you on his longboard, dude. Well, he just had his his biker Sherlock long helmet on. It was I just, definitely wow. was. I was ready for turn one and two to see the lace, to, to say the least. The rest of the track, I was just basically updating my Instagram post with. That's about it. But yeah, it was insane. I love that track, actually. Yeah, it was a cool track. Yeah, I was bummed we uh, we needed to leave early from it. Yeah, I really wanted yeah. another crack. Yeah. Eagles Canyon was pretty sick. That 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 was a beautiful place. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those two are for sure the highlights. So you guys tell me tell me more about what you do at the Rally Ranch right now. Like what are some some offerings oh, besides like man. getting bobcats stuck in mud? Yeah, that's a pretzel. What would What's you the- say you do here? Thanks. Yeah, today's Bobcat Stuck Day. Um, I mean, the offerings are anything from, you know, give me money and drive a race car to don't give me money and drive a race car. Uh, the, um, the you know, what we've tried to do at the Rally Ranch and Rally Ready in general is 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 really focus on the on, on Bucky's digestive oh, system. That, that for in. sure came through. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was, whew, I'm going to take a little... Take a take a breather on that it's, one. It's a good thing we're not video recording this. Yeah, I'm gonna activate the third grade shirt filter here and just tuck it right up over the nose. Wow, these Lassic Rally Sport heavyweight cotton t-shirts sure do do a great job of filtering out the smell of your burps, Bucky. Um, they are available now online for a low low yeah, price. Yeah, RallyReady.com. I click the apparel on the top and then scroll down and there's a picture of Bucky smiling wearing a shirt, probably. Um, yeah, the 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 idea with the ranch is really like. I want a place where we can take the take the car control and the racecraft really seriously without having to uh, get over serious about the rest of it. And I think that's something that Seth and I obviously have have aligned on for a long time is that racing is supposed to be fun really at every level, but especially if for anybody other than the you know few dozen people at the highest echelon of the sport who are getting paid large sums of money to do it. And even there, it's still supposed to be fun, um, at least to some degree. And so for us, it's, it's really important that we, we do really high level needs assessment for everybody who's coming into the school or to the ranch, understand what they're doing and what they expect to get out of it. Um, and that really for us means understanding what their budget is, both time and money. How much time do you have to invest in a motorsport and how much money do you have? And then does this make sense to start here? Um, and more importantly, how can we help, how can we help engage you in the sport, uh, in a way that's going to be sustainable? Cause I think that's something that gets lost a lot is, is, racing schools or racing businesses in general end up basically doing a needs assessment more on how much money does this person have and how can I parasitically drain them as quickly as possible to keep my business afloat for another two months. And um, so we here, my goal is like, I want to get people in rally cars because I think it's the most exceptional experience on planet earth. Um, You can do that three laps for a hundred bucks to show up and hop in a car is a rally experience that we just created. Uh, or one-day, two-day rally schools. We have a two-day advanced rally school for folks who have been through our two-day program, and then we do a ton of private training and one-on-one coaching. Um, and more recently, we've put together our Rally Ranch membership. So now we have a program here where if you've been through our two-day class, you can buy a rally car, store it here. We'll maintain it for you. We'll prep it. You can prep it yourself. You can you know, come and go as you please on our member days, which are Wednesdays and Saturdays. 
And then you also can hire our instructors for private coaching hourly. Um, and like I said earlier, the one thing that's sort of been missing from all that, now we've sort of completed the rest of that, uh, that hierarchy to get people engaged in rallying. Um, the last piece of that is getting people to stage rallies. I started stage rallying 17 years ago and quickly realized that I was not born in the right country or socioeconomic status to make that sustainable. Um, and so spent the past decade building the school. And when we finally got to a place where it was like, hey, maybe we can do some racing. I called Bucky and was like, you know what would be more fun than going rallying is going rallying with uh, with my friends. So um, we're getting back in the car and we're inviting anybody who who wants to take that next step to come along with us and hop in a, a car through Lassic Rally Sport and come rally with us. That's always been the question I've been asked is, how did you get started? How do I get started? So it's it, Dave's made it pretty simple. Um, come and learn as much as you want and and then come out on the stages and just enjoy yourselves and whether it's just checking it out from afar or as or if it's you know actually jumping in the seat and getting some seat time and how cool is it if you've never been rallying before you can come train here and then the car that you're going to race in you can get seat time in it here you can do shakedown in it and then go to your first rally and be teammates with bucky Lassick. so that's pretty rad He'll 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 even show you how to do a spin whistler and a and a flippity do uh, jump grabster. Mm. No kick. Well, and the f- the facility, I think the the you're kind of understating what you're just like. We can come drive cars here. How many miles of stage road do you have at the ranch right now? Oh gosh. Um, I mean, it's we, hard uh, to calculate because it's all twisty and crazy and weird. But yeah, I mean, there's about four miles of of really solid rally stage and then there's another three miles of sort of tight technical something that's that can be used for rallying is a little bit closer to more utv stages and then we've got about a mile of um tight technical kind of like rock crawling stuff i've got three miles of single track moto trails that are in the woods and then a one mile yeah a one mile uh sorry half to three quarter mile off-road um like raptor track with tabletop jumps and then a three-quarter mile utv uh short course and a lake full of bass that bucky fishes out of called lake lassic so that that was actually going to be my hard-hitting question is um bucky did you catch anything yesterday absolutely lake lassic by far fires off yeah quality yeah large smallmouth bass some of the largest (laughs) sunfish Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And you too can yep. come and fish yep. and be hosted yep. by yours truly. That's true. Lake Lassick. Here yep. at Rally Ready. Sign up, sign up for the fishing. Stay for the stage rally. Yeah, that, I, I'm into it. Hey, oh, I'll write that down. There you write go. That you sign, okay. sign up. Say that again. Fishing, How, for the fishing. For the fishing. Stay, stay for the For the fishing. No, no, no. Come, come, come for the There's fishing. Also, but, but, come for the fishing. On, stay for the fishing. There's also do. rally cars. My Seth sons are too over. big. My son still name drops, and he's like, "Yeah, I once borrowed Bucky Lassick's fishing pole." Like, <laughs> 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 that's I'm like, "Yeah, that's that's pretty dope. You're uh, it's basically being famous yourself right there." Yeah, I mean, he's pretty. Much, I mean, I remember. I remember that moment. He uh, came and. <laughs> Snag the old tackle box. Yeah, people are always like, oh, man, you got you got any stuff? I'm like, yeah, Bucky's gear's downstairs. They're like, no way, Bucky's fishing rod? And I'm like, yeah. And they go down there, and they're like, it's Walmart, man. It's Walmart. <laughs> was he last here in 1947? Why is it? Why does it look like it was a prop in a haunted house? Like, well, it may have been a few weeks. Hey, man, it works. Worked good as heck, dude. I seen it. So, yeah. so Bucky, the 
I'm, I guess I know your transition from skateboarding into rallying has been more, more documented. I think what I'm interested in hearing is, was there a point when you started rallying and you really kind of got into it that you were like, this is way better than skateboarding ever was? Or did, were you like, this is just what I need to do to like try something new? I drove, I I drove go-karts as a side hobby because when you're, when you're, when you're skateboarding as much as I do, it's, it kind of gets over, you know, you kind of get burnt out here and there. So for me, driving was my outlet. Okay. And like I said, I went to Summit Point when I was, you know, 18, 19. And when I moved to California, I was probably around 23 and I got my first shifter cart. Well, I got my one and only shifter cart still today. And it's it kind of it kind of opened up the door for me because when I moved to California, I didn't really have a, a car to track. I had I had like a my Corrado that I first started doing Summit with. It had a full on like engine swap to it, and it became mechanically hard for me to work on because I didn't have the shops. I didn't have any connection in California, so I ended up getting rid of that, and I just I concentrated more on shifter carting. So then I. I got more seat time, seat time, seat time. And then skateboarding kind of opened up a door for me and got me into the Long Beach Grand Prix. And that's where I met Danny McKeever and Joe Tartak. And I was basically, they were trying to train me and they were like, well, actually you're faster than us. And I was like, okay. I mean, and they were like, dude, you, you just skateboard. You're trying to tell me you're just a skateboarder and you're this quick in this car. And I was like, well, I want to do it more. I just don't have the time. And they're like, okay, Danny invited me out to Utah Motorsports, put me in the Mustang Challenge. And I, I went out there and just kind of got wheel time and, and competed against some of the drivers there and did really well. And then I got into open wheel cars and I started getting ready to race Grand Am at the time in a Porsche. And then my agent was the same agent as Dave Mira, uh, uh, Dave Mira, Travis Pastrana, and Ken Block. Yep. So when Travis left and went to NASCAR, it opened up a seat at Subaru. Prior to that, the only rally experience I've had was I did like a, a two-day course at Tim O'Neill in a Volkswagen GTI that didn't have brakes. <laughs> so, I remember that one. Yeah. Tim's like, just pump them. Just pump them. That's all. You just need to pump them. Rally training. Yeah. So um, <laughs> Spank these rigs. Wicked hat. That was it. So I went and I got some training from my buddy Forrest Duplissis and – from there, I went and tested for Subaru and never looked back. I mean, driving tarmac to me is and finding the grip is is really fun. But like when I started driving on loose surface, it just opened up a whole new world to me. And from there, I just I love it. I, I can't get enough of it. Was it was it always like even when you decided like this is this is just going to be the new thing that I do. Did you, I'm, I'm not like looking for any like remorse or like longing to go back to the days of skateboard, anything like that. God, you two are terrible. Um, <laughs> he blames it on me, but he's leaking out of every crevice of his body, including his armpits. Sorry. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, sorry. It's been a hot day in the machines. Ooh. It's a hot day in your living room. <laughs> it is. It's really warm in here. Yeah. <laughs> Why is it so hot? So once once you got hooked up with Subaru, like, 
I mean, you you still skateboard to this day, but when you right. like put aside the real like heavy duty competition aspect of skateboarding to go yeah. do racing, was that like was that a good day, or is that kind of like bittersweet? No, it's a good day. Um, it's bad when the car's not performing good, as everyone knows, and you get crashed off by the owner's son, you know, that runs the that runs the series. That's a bad day, you know, and you have yeah. a whole team supporting you, and, you know, that's bad days. Uh, aside from that, I think, like, what I found in stage rally is just it's you against the clock, you know, it's – you know, as long as your as long as your teammate doesn't give you a one wheel drive Subaru, yeah. my bad, <laughs> my bad. I was like, hey man, you know, I know you used to really uh, being the underdog. I wanted to hook you up right quick. I gave hey. you some pogo sticks for shocks and a, and hey, a you, drivetrain that sort of. You know what would be a great challenge? Unicycle this thing. <laughs> oh, I pretty much gave him that in Colorado yeah. last year. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty much what I had. Yeah, I gave him a unicycle. I really did. Yeah, only. I like we gave his car kind of a quick shakedown. I was like, cool, yeah. And then, you know, we took to the boys to sort of reprep some stuff. Uh, and it was one of those really important learning opportunities. It's, you know, <laughs> it's the first time we had worked together as a race team. And uh, I just, uh, my, my SOPs weren't quite dialed in. So when I said, yeah, car's great. Here's the stuff to fix. I didn't then come back, as my dad always says, inspect what you expect. I didn't do that. So I'm like, cool, car's good. Bucky being the consummate gentleman and professional he is. He was like, yeah, man, it's awesome to be back in the car, thanks. And then we got back to town. He's like, yeah, it was handling kind of weird. It was really struggling. I watched his onboard, and I was like, either Bucky forgot how to drive or the car was awful. I did like 18 feet in it, and I literally climbed out, and I called him, and I was like, I am so sorry. I don't know how you survived two days of driving that. Um, anyway, so, yeah. So what that's- what didn't get hooked up or refilled? Look, I ain't, okay, I ain't in the business of uh, of, of uh, a cute- the fifth. Yeah, that's number five. Number five. One, two, three, four, five. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's the one. I ain't no accusations of nobody wires and, you know, consolidizing mechanical uh, spinnerized gear ties and, um, you know, drive traineries. But um, I've see, I seen you sabotage my car. It's, there's a distinct possibility that somebody I had the center diff um, handbrake release switch wire backwards. Uh, that was not me, but that definitely uh, will – I will create some unique dynamics. Um, the terrible shocks were me. I did just give him the bad shocks. He got the bad. He got the bad shocks. That was what happened there. Yep. Um, like you said, uh, lear- learning a chance to get better. Do do it better. It just kind of to really like find myself in Colorado. That's it. And I found myself. You got to break them down and then yeah. build them back up from scratch. You know. So he. Can, I mean, here's the thing. Do you want a Bisquick pancake or do you want your grandma army's pancakes? Is it army? Is that her name? Yeah, you nailed it. So yeah, do we want grandma? We want grandma army's pancakes from scratch. Okay, and we had a bisquick situation here, so I had to take all the dry ingredients apart again, <laughs> and then we had, to, we had to build them back up. Sorry, sorry about that again. Love you, man. How are the cars now, behaving this year? Now I have to say though, now this year we've turbo spot both of these cars that we were running last year. I have a new car. His car is now 500 pounds lighter than my race car. We just changed the hood. And, oh, 508 and pounds. Another, and lost another uh, yeah. front so back. Yeah, 618 car. pounds lighter than I'm my car. Good. I'm looking and good. And my car, I just had, I did, we do two dyno, right? We do a, like a, a break-in tune, put some miles on it, and then we do a power tune. Mine, I just power tuned my car 
and my power tune is the same numbers as his break-in tune. So I think we've sufficiently made up for it. I've given him the um, I've given him the wasp, and I've I've taken the the roly poly this year. So uh, anyway, if we ever go racing again, it'll be fun. I was going to ask what the next event was that you guys are supposed to be at. Lord, oh Lord. Um, you know, the, the start to the season. We're we, retired now. Yeah, we're consultants. He retired. <laughs> we're consultants. Yeah. He's like, your car too fast. Huh? That's right. Yeah, that's right. I was like, hey, had your, did, how much lighter? Oh, man, I'll trade you. Um, <laughs> I, we were hoping to do. I've got to go visit my aunt uh, yeah. that weekend. Lynn, Susan, Linda, Aunt, aunt Linda, and Lynn and Got to go see her and Tammy down in, uh, down in Pensacola. Um, <laughs> Does anybody live in Pensacola? Like, is, do you know any? Is it real? Yes, I actually had some uh, some old friends that used to live there. Scott's a Scott's a briefly a Florida boy, so he's got Florida Ooh. stories. America's flaccid penis. It, it, <laughs> everything weird. So actually, the the reason why all those bad stories like happened down in Florida is because state oh, law allows uh-huh. them to talk about people who have been convicted or. Uh, accused of all these crimes and it's one of the few states that actually has that law so man they they found it makes great news it works i don't know if it's so great for the uh florida tourism and economic development department but hey i've been to florida this year i went to miami i was like miami's fantastic if you ignore people who live in miami (laughs) it's great beautiful architecture just don't talk to any humans who choose to live in miami and it's fantastic Sorry, so when are you racing again? You're avoiding you're avoiding the question. When are you actually racing again? So yeah, what's up with you guys? When are you guys heading out on track next? Or oh, um, we we were trying to do the national championship this year, and we it's been one of those like we got literally snowed in at Snowdrift. We couldn't leave Texas to get up to Michigan to go race in the snow. Uh, Had some technical issues getting ready for 100 acre, and then Olympus was right before one lap so we chose one lap over olympus because uh, one of those events involved driving uh 50 hours each way and then and then spending a lot of money and one of them involved driving 4000 miles and not spending a bunch of our own money um and honestly one lap like i think for both bucky and i part of what we're we really enjoy doing is new stuff and new experiences and meeting new people so um we're planning on being back in the rally cars at Ojibwe in August uh, in Minnesota, which is three more three rounds of the national championship from now. And then between now and then, we're hoping to go make an appearance uh, spectating at Pikes Peak and go do some media there with, with Yokohama and possibly run one of the Colorado Hill Climb Association events, um, either Monarch down in, in southern Colorado, or we may just rent one of the roads up in Rangeley. Uh, Colorado and host our own hill climb with our friends over at Sierra cars. So, yeah. But if you want to see us in the car the most soon, just come over to my house and grab a Toba Chico out of the fridge and Bucky will be whipping some laps in, in his car this weekend, making fun of me for how much slower my car is. Whatever happened with the accent? The Hyundai? Yeah. Whew, it's sitting over in the field right now. I was going to say, it's in the graveyard. I just saw it. Oh, dude, it's the showroom, bro. Come on. Oh, yeah. No, I took a picture of my, I took my picture, a picture of my daughter in front of the dead Subarus. Yeah, they're um, not dead Subarus. Dude, they're being seasoned. We're seasoning <laughs> them. 
That's prime <laughs> marketplace material. It is, yeah. No, that's, a, that's my savings account. No Jesus. low ballers. Flying out of no low account. ballers know what I got. <laughs> we know what we got, dude. Look, know, hey, don't even worry about it. Every like two or three weeks, we go to the the uh, B bolt in the rear suspension and we spray it with with um, with a little uh, uh, what do I call it stuff? Maple that, uh, syrup. That's Maple. the one. WD syrup. Yep, that's the one. So I mean, really, if you think about it. Uh, yeah, that's my that's my Roth IRA right out there. It's my four hundred one KC later. Yeah, we were discussing that when we were over there riding. Brian and I were talking about that when we were riding dirt bikes. We were like, if you put these dead cars on Craigslist, like the the the, the Craigslist value of of the graveyard of cars is amazing. Okay, so <laughs> you should know that I have. You know, as a as like an actual high functioning uh, business owner at this stage in my career, because I've hired a tremendous amount of people and delegated essentially all of the actual responsibilities to them. Um, I do have down to the bar stools every single thing that we own inventoried, right? And with photos, with any information I have on it, every vehicle, every tool, every piece of furniture, all of it. And in one of the columns, I, it is the what I call the CLV. I have the Craigslist values and my criteria for a Craigslist value, which I update quarterly is what is this thing worth if I had to get rid of it on Facebook marketplace in 72 hours or less? The like full on, just like time to bail, pull the shoot. What's it worth? Dumpsters loaded. Yeah, that's hundred percent. Yeah. And there are some that are in there at scrap value, but you're not, you're not wrong. I started looking at it and all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute. I got some stuff that's worth upwards of $18 out here. Believe this, I could be a dozen there if I liquidated this place. <laughs> you make running a business sound incredibly dumb. Uh, it's an awful decision. Highly discourage it. If you're thinking about getting in the motorsport business, I encourage you to look into Subway franchising. It's probably more lucrative, more affordable, and it's going to be so much more engaging to be a sandwich artist. And you can give hugs whenever you want to. I don't think you're supposed to hug your sandwich artist. <laughs> you're doing it wrong. That's not the kind of $5 foot long I'm looking for, big boy. Hey, Jared did some hugging. Hey, whoa, oh, easy. Nope, too soon. Too soon? Yeah. Oh, and look at the time. Play the outro music. Well, thanks. So, are you guys any interest in doing the one lap? I know you guys said that, you know, you're out to try new things. Is that one like a one and done? Cool. It was a lot of fun. No, um, Billy Johnson was here a couple days ago and we were all sitting on the couch eating Thai food. Uh, exceptional rally driver, by the way, come to find out. Uh, he was in town for a NASCAR race at Coda and we were all sort of scheming about what we'd like to do next year. And uh, no, I think we talked about wanting to do something with Subaru a little bit, maybe larger scale and bring in some some cooler you know like time attack spec cars a couple of sort of factory-ish cars and then bring some other enthusiasts in from around the country and try and kind of have a super squad we can go roll with next year so okay maybe bucky's gonna bring the old bucket out okay okay it would be nice <laughs> it'd be sassy well this will be fun you guys will have your really fast uh supers that will Maybe go really fast if they don't break, and I'll be back in the the slowest pack that the one lap has ever seen. Are you going to be back in the old Miata? No, Miata is done with one lap duty. It is retired from that life. Out to pasture. We are we are going to be taking uh, Becky's 
Mazda 2 called Mooncake. And we are getting a, we're going to try for a full run group of the slowest B-spec cars the world has ever seen. And we're going to have a riot. We may have to pull that Hyundai out of the pasture, Dave. What? Yeah. This sounds great. So you guys are getting into every hotel at 4.47 a.m. But, hey, we're going to have cruise control. We're going to have air conditioning. And we're going to have a freaking radio that allows us to actually talk to each other if we want to. And they'll stop and talk to you every time you have a broken Subaru. Just to be like, hey, Dave, you. Yeah. I I could actually fit a Boxster engine in the back of that Mazda 2 when we have to go get a new one. Seth. We have, you know, we found if you change the oil, it, they work pretty good. That's that, been, that's that been is, Check it. That's the change. whole, like, turbos don't die and head gaskets stay. Just all you have to do is change the oil? I'm not saying, I'm not saying that there hasn't been anything that could be improved, but we also <laughs> have to respect the fact that we're coming to the end of a, uh, what, 93, 2003, 2003, you know, 100-year run of the EJ? We're closing in, I think, one a century of the EJ20 uh, and EJ25, but it's FA time. So, is, is it though? That's what I like, that's what I like about the 209 is, is Subaru was like, okay, look, this is what you can do and have it stay alive. Here. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. They're like, look, this thing parties. We'll leave it alone, but it parties. Right. Yeah, but those FAs aren't having a real great time either. If I disagree. Be. The BRZ ones are atrocious, but the FA20s yes. work fantastic. The biggest okay. problem is like, like all the direct injection stuff, they just get that you have to do walnut cleaning at like 100,000 miles. If you do, though, they're, they're pretty remarkable. Our friends at Cobb Tuning are like, they take tremendous abuse um, in stock form. They just they get real grouchy around 100,000 miles. And like most people in America, we'd rather eat hot dogs and nachos. Um, then you know maintain yes. our vehicles. Well, could That's you could you like hot dog clean them instead of using a walnut? You know that's a question for our uh, fair friend over here um, out of New Caney, Texas. I, I may or may not have had uh, beanie weenies for lunch today. Now okay. that you bring well, that up, so hey guys, my name's Seth. I only eat terrible food while I'm on the road, <laughs> and also for lunch today. But that's it. Maybe. No, it was good. The jerk. That's all I need. This Taco (laughs) Bell and this Pizza Hut and this Long John Silver's, and that's all I need. God, Long John Silver's. I ended up nachos in my coffee cup right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You think that's coffee, don't you? Yeah, yeah. That's some Howard coffee, isn't it? Uh, No, they're just like goldfish and Slim Jims, just like ground up in that coffee cup. (laughs) <laughs> that's gonna be a no for me dog how do we get some from fa's being the most reliable engine to, to slim jims in like 30 seconds that's it's called spin doctoring yeah most most <laughs> of the phenomenal deflection right career politics to, to, to be fair most of my experience with the fa's is in the brz's and they are Arrow. not good and that's why there's uh, two companies getting ready to launch case swaps for them because people are really sick of them. Well, I thought about uh, we've got a BRZ here, and I thought about doing something fun with that for one laps, just for an and or for a track day car here. Uh, but it sounds like maybe we'll just case swap it because that's I have a Type S case series over here and all kinds of goodies for it. Maybe we'll just you know stick that in there and 
I'll, no I'll, party. I'll send you some contact info for the guy you need to talk to. Yes. We do love our K-series here. We've done three K-20 swaps in the past week on our front-wheel drive cars. Yeah, they're, um, they're, they're Turbo K in the Miata. I He just told me this past week, and they can't make less than 440 horsepower. They, oh, good. They, they literally tried to detune it, and it will not go le- lower than that. Amazing. Amazing. So, not problems I have again. <laughs> Same. All right. Well, who do you guys need to give shout outs to? Who do we need to need to thank the moms or what do we yeah, do here? I want to thank my mom for sure. Thanks, Phyllis. Is your mom's name Phyllis? Julie. That's good. Phyllis is good. My mom is not a Phyllis. Okay. For sure. My mom actually, to be fair, anybody who's ever trained at Rally Ready, uh, technically is learning from my mom because my mom's the one who taught me not to be on the brakes when you go over a speed bump. My mom's like, look, you want to get your scrub your speed before the speed bump and then let off the brakes and then roll over the speed bump because otherwise you'll bottom out because all the weight will be over the front axle. And I was like, all right, yeah, yeah, whatever, mom. I don't care. I play hardcore and I'm into punk rock. Cars are stupid. And then lo and behold, I've turned my life's work into teaching everybody else how to go over speed bumps, just like my mom taught me. So yeah, I just want to thank my mom. That's it. Thanks, you. And Yokohama. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say thanks for Yokohama for getting us out there on one lap for sure. And then uh, for everyone that wants to follow some of the adventure, it's uh, I have a YouTube channel, Buck. Yeah. Uh, Between that and all my personal stuff that goes on with skateboarding and hanging out with Dave, I try to pump out some edits on there and good way to keep up. Hit me up in the comments. I usually answer all of them. He does, and he sits on the couch and he just and he just rages about the the absurd <laughs> comments people leave, and he's like, "Can you believe this?" And I'm like, "I can. It's YouTube." Yeah, it's, it's like, I can entirely believe it. That's like rule number one: don't read the comments. I know you just gotta hire somebody to read the comment. I think people people just expect that like there's an entourage of people handling all of these things for Bucky, but no, it's it's him sitting on his iPad editing videos and then raging about the comments. It's great. Now, now you're intentionally gonna get like this flock of people. Just 100%. trying to make you mad. No, I welcome 100%. I welcome the sarcasm, but it's just some of the stuff where like people are like, "Sick car, bro." Hate hate the five spoke flat rims. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, yeah. Well, thank cool. you. Good talk. Like, thanks like, for that. Thanks for that yeah. opinion. Like, Good job. You did it. Um, yeah, the folks at Yokohama killed it. Dwayne and Haley specifically. Uh, Haley busted butt to get it put together for us. Dwayne was a blast. In fact, we're going to hop on a call with him right now and talk about our feelings. Um, and uh, yeah, Bill and the folks at Super for Pride in a Rad Car, and then my team for holding the fort down and making sure that people still got to drive rally cars while we were on the road. Um, and, you know, this dear Chuck Mangione concerto here for having me along for the ride. Yeah. We had a real good time. Hit up Dave here at uh, Rally Ready. Come have I say, how do how do people give you money, Dave? Like, uh, well, Venmo, uh, Facebook, Carrier Pigeon, Civil War Bonds. Uh, I accept uh, Racky Dinar any day now. It's going to flip. Uh, we don't accept crypto because uh, I don't care to consort with those of the robot race. But if you'd like to come to a rally school, rallyready.com, rallyready on Instagram, Texas underscore Dave. Uh, I think those are all the places you can find us. Call us here at the ranch. Talk to Rob. He's fun. He's nicer than me. He smells a lot better than me. He's handsomer than me. Jeez, so why am yeah. I here? We should get Rob on. <laughs> Just change the name and done. Scott, uh, yeah, come to the ranch soon. And maybe what we yeah. should do is we should organize, figure out maybe around F1, we should like 
get a one lap event going here. Anybody who wants to come down for F1, get some rally laps. Brian DeFries lives just down the road. Seth lives just down the road. Hollis is down the road. I know uh, Billy plans on being back. Uh, we've got a Red Bull event happening around. I'm just saying, maybe we throw together a one-lap event. Yeah, the, like a rental rally cross. The, the only problem is, like, if Becky and I come down and she and I get in the same car on the same track, she will most likely be quicker than me. Yes, yes. That yes. sounds like Why a problem. Why is that a problem? Put yeah, your ego away, Scott. Fantastic. Well, it's, it's a problem because she'll probably kick a lot of other people's ass as well. That's fine, on, too. Lord. That's the dream. Fully endorsed. My 15-year-old daughter's faster than me every time we go ride motorcycles. Like, I don't have an ego anymore. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'm on board. Let's do it. Cool. Well, we Great. are See you in October. at, is that, is that in October? Is that when the race is? Probably. <laughs> that feels right. I'll, Halloween. I'll, I'll have my people call your people. Fantastic. Yeah. We, uh, right. we are at Trackhawking Podcast on Instagram and Facebook uh track walking chats on facebook if you want to um i don't know talk about personal stuff and um what your farts sound like to your neighbors yes um yeah i think uh dave and bucky would at least appreciate some some input there would absolutely yeah so uh this will be my first live outro so we'll see how this goes um oh there it is okay good All right, we're nailing this. So, for this week, I'm Scott. I'm Seth. I'm Dave. And I'm Bucky. This is Track Walking. Have a good one. See you next week. See ya.